You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Uh, welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And of course, we are powered by the Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is for those that are looking to level up on all things Web3, NFTs, crypto, and more. And you know, one of the things that I'm excited to, to share, especially you know, as we continue to push forward towards our, our big you know, 365 days in this space is that like, I love that I can bring, you know, what we refer to as alpha or just early news or early information or inside information or, you know, information that is being discussed by, you know, many people who are, you know, kind of cover in this space. But I also love sharing kind of like best practices, use cases, and like real world experience. And we even have some guests coming up uh, on the podcast uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks of people that I will just tell you, like they become fast friends of mine and people that I trust and lean on. And not only am I able to share what they share with me, but I'm able to you know kind of bring um, them into the world. But before we get into some of that, you know, alpha lessons learned, uh, I did want to go to a, a throwback of a Mint 365. It was actually a project we minted back on March 24th. Um, it was actually number 133. Uh, and the name of the project is the Gaming Ape Club. Now, I will tell you, I remember uh, researching this project, and we've done some gaming, casino, and poker um, NFTs here in our collection. And, and I think, you know, when we talk about gaming, right, the, the phrase, you know, phrase gaming is kind of like Web3. It can cover anything, right? Gaming can be play to earn. It can be first-person shooter. It can be board games. It can be gamification. could be casino games. could be poker games. It, it kind of covers um, a big gamut. And then this one... I will say like one of the things that I like about the project, you know, uh, I love the art. It actually stands out in my opinion, um, compared to a lot of the let's ape content or ape art. Um, there, I almost feel, I mean, not almost, I, I definitely feel like, um, I don't need more ape content, but I really like this art. I also like, you know, they have a staking mechanism. Uh, they do a lot of giveaways. They have a very tight knit community, but they also have a great website, a great community. And I will tell you, over the next couple of weeks, they're going to be executing some really cool things um, on their roadmap. And so I just think it's pretty cool that, you know, as much as a lot of projects have fallen off, and as most people heard in my last episode, you know, I'm a little fired up about, you know, where the state of the, the market is and, and where project founders and teams um, have been. I will give, you know, a massive shout out to this project because I think uh, the Gaming Ape Club, um, and it, it has a, a, a pretty nice entry point um, today, but I will tell you, I think it's one um, that will be one of the uh, of the big wins um, in our you know collection uh, that we are are, are are selling off there in uh, in November. So big shout out to them! Definitely uh, check it out if you're interested. Of course, do your own damn research, and this is definitely not financial advice. Now, 
as much as this is not financial advice, um, I am going to give you kind of, I decided to narrow it down. Sometimes I'm all over the place with like advice and tips, but I, I have a little list here on my computer and I had 16 things that I was kind of originally um, kind of focusing on on things that I've learned through alpha groups and you know tight knit communities and 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 some of them are group chats some of them are it's a WhatsApp community some of them it's a Telegram community actually a couple of them happen to be just a a, a small Discord that launched um, kind of a unique uh, type of alpha community and but I don't feel like you have to be in an alpha community. Uh, to find success here in NFT space. But I do feel it's important to learn and listen to like kind of those that are, you know, let's just say full-time into NFTs. Maybe they're investors, maybe they're collectors, maybe they're project founders. But I will tell you, these three tips really come at it from me all three tips are going to be framed from the collector investor perspective, but are massively important and valuable to understand um, in the in the other side of the house when you're creating your own project, because these are some things that you're going to want to factor in and realize that are important. So the first one probably won't come as too much a surprise uh, to anyone here who listens to podcast because it's probably one of the biggest lessons I learned early on in the podcast was the really the power of liquidity. Now that might it might, it might sound basic, right? Like, well, duh, Brian, everyone wants to have you know, um, crypto at their disposal so they can buy into things. That's like, you know, it's like saying we need more money. What I actually, what liquidity and what this means to me is that it's actually important to not have all of your capital, all of your crypto, uh, especially, you know, let's say all of your ETH um, locked into projects, right? And I've made this mistake before where I'm like, you know what, I'll just buy three of this project or four of this project. um, And if I need um, liquidity tomorrow, um, I'll just sell one of these. I'll just flip one of these. Well, breaking news, um, it's not that easy to flip. It's not that easy uh, to sell. And in many cases, not only are you going to miss the opportunity, but you're going to feel a little bit different compared to like having that liquidity at your disposal. The other thing that liquidity you know, and having liquidity has taught me is the importance of selling projects that you are no longer interested in or that you're like, you know what, I might as well just sell it, you know, cut my losses and add that to my liquidity. You know, I, I like to refer to it as like some days I'll, I'll be like, okay, it's time to stack some ETH. And when I stack some ETH, sometimes it means removing my position. Maybe I have three of, uh, of one project and I still like the project, but I'm not as bullish as I was before. So maybe I will just, um, I will take a little bit less and I will sell a couple of those. Um, in other cases, I will tell you, um, you know, this is so funny because in our Mint 365, um, I can't do this, right? We are buying NFTs and we are holding them. So on November 11th, there'll be 365 NFTs that will be part of that mosaic. But in my personal bag, you know, I've noticed that, you know, I was actually going through yesterday, um, you know, laying on the couch. You know, there, I'm, I have, and this isn't free mints, right? These, I'm in well over 500 projects total. And um, to me, like, you know, there's a difference between like supporting a project and having liquidity tied up in that project. So, you know, for those that are, you know, kind of in that space, I know sometimes it's like, well, I don't have money to invest more. Well, what about the idea of selling some of the things you do have, not because you're giving up, but you realize that you could use that liquidity better into projects that are active now. And I will tell you, in one of my scenarios, uh, it was about three weeks ago, I decided to sell a project that I really like. 
And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sell it to get this liquidity so that I can buy into these other two projects that I was looking forward to. And then what I was able to do was I bought into these other two projects and one of them I bought two of, and I just sold one of those two um, about a couple of days ago. Um, and with that, with that profit that I made, I'm able to actually buy back in to that original project that I ejected from. And so the, the beauty of that is just because you're, you're selling to get liquidity doesn't mean that, you, you're, that you're giving up on that project. It might just mean that rather than having your ETH tied up today in that project, you should actually move your ETH free so you can buy into another project and then jump back in maybe on, later on. So that is number one of, of the three. Number two is, you know, one, without question, one of the most popular episodes of the podcast is the three by three by three strategy episode um, that we did way back when. I couldn't even tell you how um, that episode goes. But really, the three by three strategy is, you know, for me, it's, it comes into, you know, buying three NFTs, having three wallets, and then understanding your three key projects or your three key um, versions of success. But something that I've learned over the last, you know, let's just say four months, is that your three by three strategy, buying three NFTs of a project, has to evolve with the with the not only the the overarching trends of the space, but the actual the the buying and selling behaviors of those that are active in the space. Let me say that again. We need to adapt our strategy, not only just to what our version of success is. But we also have to adapt it based on the, the overall market and who was currently active buying, selling, and trading. And one of the greatest lessons for me on that is, you know, I used to be able to buy three of a project. Within the t- first 24 hours of, of minting three, I could usually sell one to cover two of the costs because the, the price would go up pre-reveal. Well, what we've noticed recently um, is that the price doesn't really go up that much, that high of a percentage uh, pre-reveal anymore. The other thing that we found is that massive dip after reveal doesn't always happen like as predictable as it was before. So now I still believe in the idea of buying the three NFTs. I still believe in having the three uh, wallets, but I'm actually taking that strategy a little bit different in the sense of I'm actually not minting three, right? So now what I'm doing is I'm usually minting two, and then I'm buying a third off of, off of a secondary market uh, you know, once the reveal happens. And I'm trying to predict like a trend or a property that people are going to like. And then what I can do is my first sell of those three is actually going to be one of the twos that I minted. And so a big lesson that I've learned from a lot of the alpha groups and communities is that you not only have to adapt your strategy based on, you know, the project and your own individual piece, but like who are people that are buying in at that level? And I will tell you, you know, there's not a lot of people that are, are buying NFTs, no matter how rare they are, if, you know, at 5x the floor. And so if you know that 5x the floor is what your goal is, if you're trying to, to buy a rare NFT, you also have to just come with it and realize you probably aren't going to sell it in, in the short term. It's probably going to be something you're going to have to long, you know, hold on to for a couple of weeks uh, or months. Um, and that's, that's perfectly fine. I will tell you, like for me, the NFTs that I have that are the rarer ones in, um, in these different collections, I moved a lot of them to my, my second ledger uh, over the last week. And I'm just going to kind of forget about them until the market comes back and, and uh, the users come back and it's kind of that visibility. So that was number two. 
And then um, number three, oops, we're going to do number three. Uh, number three is actually one that I think, you know, it kind of ties into the other two, but I think it's, uh, you know, equally um, important. So, you know, I've said for a while that I believe NFT projects should invest and reward those that are holding on to their mint, their original NFT. But this has been a, a, a crutch of mine. And when I've been, you know, I've been asking a couple of groups, I'm like, oh, how did you make money on that? Or how did you get into the potatoes NFT? Or what, what was your buy point? What they've actually told me is that one of the things that they try to do with the mint is if they don't mint something very like rare or something like, you know, it has a special trait, they try to sell it immediately, even if it's just a little bit above, um, you know, what they bought it for. And then their goal is to buy the floor as they feel the project momentum start to be back up. And so you're technically minting for that like kind of lottery ticket to lucky to get lucky and get more a more rare NFT. But then taking that and kind of getting rid of it originally and buying one on the floor. And I will tell you, this is something that um, I actually have uh, deployed uh, as of recently, and it's actually worked really well. And and what I will say is. You know, I was able to sell one of them that I was like, ooh, I got this one. People are going to like this, um, this artwork. And so I put it for sale. I sold it kind of immediately. But then I just sat back and I let the market, the you know, people buying and selling and flipping and trading. And then I started to realize, okay, what are, where, where do I think the floor needs to be for me to pick up two of these, right? And so that's what I ended up doing where I was able, and it wasn't really my three-by-three three strategy. It was more of this idea of knowing what is the reason for minting versus buying on the floor after reveal. Like if you don't really care to get a rare one, then you might actually be better off waiting till something um, actually mints and the reveal happens. And I will tell you, this is maybe the bonus uh, number four of this, is that a lot of the people in a lot of the alpha groups that I belong to, they don't mint very many NFTs. You know, we mint one every day here with the project. I personally like minting and investing in a project before um, it starts to take off. But one of the things that I've heard a lot is that people are looking at the 30-day mark. So 30 days after a project launches, they're going to check back and say, okay, what did it launch at? <clears throat> what are some of the trends? What does the Discord look like? What is the momentum of the project? How does that community activating? And if the project is still as valuable as they thought it was on day one, on day 30, then they're going to jump back in. And in many cases, they're aping back in, which just means they're going to buy a bunch of them and, and try to hold on to them um, because you know, they look at it at a 30-day out. So it's actually something that I think is um, a great strategy as well, is that if you feel like you've, you've minted into too many projects that have just failed or aren't what you thought they were, go back and tap into some of the projects that are 30 or 60 days old that have held their momentum pretty strong um, since their launch. You'll probably have better luck holding onto them and kind of buying into them and seeing how they go um, as well. And the last thing I want to share, um, you know, well, first I'll give a shout out to, um, definitely to our uh, sponsor, the Crypto Business Conference. You can learn more about it at socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. Uh, amazing lineup of, of people that are, are being added to that roster um, right now. They're very close to finalizing the, the speaker roster and you definitely want to check it out. Uh, I'm excited to be there uh, and excited to see a lot of you there. But the, the piece I wanted to kind of leave you with is that, you know, 
the whole idea of like an alpha group, right? The idea of having people that are with you on this journey is that it's really too hard to be everywhere to know every project and every person that is launching something, that is a part of something, that is building something. But what you can do is surround yourself with people that are in different groups in different communities. One of the biggest mistakes I made early on was I only really surrounded myself with people that had the exact same philosophy and strategy that I had. And then I would say, how did we keep missing on that project? Or why didn't we know about that gaming project there? Well, as of recently, I've kind of grown my, my circle of people that I, I listen to. And some of them, it's a, a DM group. Others, it's just I added them into a Twitter list so that I see their content. And if they're posting about something, now I'm going to take notice. And it's really, really important to have a diverse group of people that are into diverse projects because that is really the best way that you're going to be able to kind of be in the know while also not being overwhelmed and, of course, having some time uh, to touch some grass. So I hope that helped. That's a little, uh, you know, three three tips from, you know, some things that I've learned uh, in this alpha, you know, alpha world um, that we are in that hopefully will help you be a better NFT investor and a better NFT collector. And I will just say, for all of those that are creating their own NFT project, understanding the behaviors of NFT investors, collectors, and what alpha groups care about is essential for not only the launch of your NFT project, but for that long-term sustainability of your NFT project. So for those that are trying to launch, don't dis, uh, dis, you know, discard uh, advice and tips and, and information on what investors and collectors are, are looking for. It could be the greatest source of what you need to make sure that you factor in for your projects. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show.